And welcome, everybody, to episode 113 of the Regression to the Mean podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moran. Joining me today, like he does every Wednesday, is my co-host, Aiden Holler. Aiden, how we doing, man? I'm doing well, Sean. I'm doing well. We are here in week 10. We are we are past the halfway point at this point and, you know, getting dangerously close to a fantasy football playoff. So excited to talk to some wide receivers. We just ripped through running backs on our last episode. If you have not heard it, feel free to take a look. But ready to rock, man. Always, always a good time talking rankings with you. On today's episode, we have our wide receiver rankings, and it's a very special edition of the Regression to the Mean podcast. We have Kev Masurgeon, the roto-surgeon himself, joining us today to talk through Week 10 wide receiver rankings. Kev, nice of you to join us mere earthlings who aren't top 10 in fantasy expert rankings on Fantasy Pros. We appreciate you hopping on. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, guys, long time no talk. Uh, we should do this more often. It's been like, what, a whole five minutes since we've uh, had a podcast together. <laughs> yes, Kev is alluding to the fact that we just wrapped up talking about week 10 running backs. If you haven't had a chance to check out that episode yet, it is in our feed. Go click on it. You know what to do. Before we jump into today's episode, Kev, where can the people find you? Twitter at Rotosurgeon. That's where you know my train of thought, my stream of consciousness. That's where everything spews. But uh, also make sure to go to my Patreon where all of my rankings, you know, top eight. haha, that's so sick. But yeah, so all of my fantasy football rankings are there. And uh, also the Operating Room podcast where I have uh, restarted. Well, I was kind of lagging for the last month or so. But I'm back to pod. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk more fantasy because it's been a while since you guys heard my voice. Rotosurgeon is one of the best follows on all of Twitter. Great musings about why Roshan Johnson's a bum and what Selena Gomez is up to. Only place in the world that you can get that content on one page. Go follow Kev on X now, I guess. X? Um, (laughs) On today's episode, again, I have ranked the top 45 wide receivers and have broken them into tiers. Kev and Aiden have gone through them. Kev actually hasn't, but Kev, again, has ranked every single position this week like he's done every week. So we're going to have a great discussion around the tiers. Even tight ends. Even tight ends from Kev here, which is uh, it's, tight ends give him a tight end. Was was that your phrase that you yeah, said, Kev? Okay, I, yeah. I'd prefer to not Yeah, We'll never do that again. <laughs> we'll, we'll never do that again. Uh, but yes, we're going to go through the top 45 wide receivers. But before we do that... We just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for spending two to three hours of your life with us each week. This podcast would be nothing without you. If you are listening for the first time or the hundredth time and you aren't yet subscribed to this channel, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all that we have coming to you weekly on this feed. Like all of our content, our YouTube channel is completely free. Week 10 wide receiver rankings. You guys ready? Let's rip it. Born ready. Let's. This is where you're really feeling the bias this week, in my opinion. Uh, we don't have Tyree Kill. We don't have Jalen Waddle. You don't have AJ Brown. You don't have Devonte Smith. So the rankings just feel a little bit lighter, in my opinion, especially mm-hmm. that top tier. Uh, the the top three guys that I feel, and I, 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 you could rank my third guy as number one. I wouldn't be that shocked if you did it. But I've got Steph Diggs at one, CeeDee Lamb at two, and I've got Amon Ross St. Brown at three. The guy Amon Ross St. Brown, the aforementioned wide receiver three this week, 
He's got the wide receiver six usage and the wide receiver six production over the past six weeks. It's very tempting, again, to rank him as the wide receiver one this week with the Lions facing off against the Chargers defense as giving up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. If you mix that in with the highest point total game on the slate, you're looking at a perfect opportunity for ARSB to eat this week. But Steph Diggs is inevitable, and the heater that CeeDee Lamb's been on over the past three weeks is hard to deny. Curious to know your thoughts, guys, on my top three wide receivers this week. Um, I'm I'm not like lower on CD Lamb. I have him at like fourth, just because again I said it was a Tony Pollard game. Uh, I think they just don't have to throw the ball this week. They're facing again Tommy DeVito of the New York Giants. I know they're at home. You know they they can do whatever they want, but like this is just a game that like I feel like ARSB Keenan Allen Stephon Diggs. I mean Stephon Diggs to a lesser degree, but they're all in like competitive ish matches. I mean, Keenan and ARSB, or are they facing? No, 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 excuse me. They're not facing each other. Oh, they are. My bad. Yeah, they are. They're in the same yeah. game. Yeah, they are. So, like, there's a competitive matchup there. There's going to be need to throw, I feel like, on both ends. And uh, Stefan Diggs is one because, you know, he's seeing an absurd amount of targets. But, yeah, CD falls to four. But okay. just because of, yeah, they're, Giants stink. Thoughts on this tier, Aiden? Yeah, I'm excited for ARSB and Keenan. Um, like kind of Kev said, I think that game is just going to be absolutely electric. The two of those guys in a dome, two high-flying offenses, quarterbacks that love to sling it. I think both of them could easily go for 20-plus. Uh, I'm so excited for that. I would do Diggs one as well, just given the matchup. The Denver secondary has just been, you know, handing out candy to wide receivers. So I like it. And then CD, you know, whether he's at two, three, four for me, um, you know, it's all kind of the same. I think he absolutely belongs with there, just given the tear he's on right now. Just absolutely, absolutely heater for the guy. Next tier I have here, Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase, Adam Thielen. Not a ton of notes here. Keenan Allen, I think, is a positive regression candidate. He's had multiple yeah. end zone flubs with Justin Herbert yeah. uncharacteristically not being able to hit him in the end zone. Uh, Keenan is absolutely at the top of his game, even though his production isn't the wide receiver one that it was coming out of the gates. I feel like he is setting up for a... I think I might have him too low now, now that I look at it. The Detroit secondary has been terrible against wide receivers this year. He he might be in a spot where he goes absolutely crazy. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think he's going to play this week. Uh, T. Higgins, limited participant today because he injured his hamstring mid-practice. Not a good track record of guys injuring their hamstrings mid-practice and then playing that week or even the week after. Uh, I think Jamar is going to play, though. He's dealing with a sore back. And then Thielen... Uh, fantastic usage against a Bears secondary that I think has been performing better, but it's it's gettable. Uh, thoughts on these three guys? I think we've shared a little bit of Keenan. Kev, your take on what's going on with the Bengals right now? Uh, I'm terrified if I have Chase or Higgins right now because yeah. T injuring himself mid-practice is, Never good. I mean, Wednesday at least, Brutal. but at the same on time. On a Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Last thing you want. The last thing you want is a T. Higgins limited designation because you never know if you're getting the goose egg or the 20 point performance. So don't, um, don't you if dare I had bring him, it up. <laughs> don't you uh, dare uh, yeah, no, like there's no, no one loves being active on game days and disappointing you more than T. Higgins. And I hate him for it, which is why I only drafted him best ball this year. God bless. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be lower on T. I, I've dropped him beyond number 12 because I, I can't. But Chase, he has the back injury and he didn't practice. And we've seen Chase play through injury, but at the same time, I don't think the matchup against Houston, I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit. So we don't know. And they threw touchdowns to Drew Sample and Irv Smith. Um, Joe Burrow looks like he's back. Yeah. So I think Joe Burrow, I mean, he could use Tyler Boyd. He could use whatever he wants. Joe Mixon. Uh, I don't think Chase has to be carrying the load. But if T. Higgins is out, obviously you're going to start him and be like top six or whatever. 
47-point total in that game. Uh, and I have got my thoughts on the Houston side of things. I think Mixon, and we didn't touch on him in running backs. I had him pretty high. I think Mixon's in a good spot this week. So that's that's a good call out, Kev. The next tier I have here is a bit more of my aggressive uh, tier that I'd say. Um, I have DK Metcalf, wide receiver 7, Chris Olave, wide receiver 8, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver 9, and Mike Evans, wide receiver 10. Uh, DK, I have him five spots ahead of expert consensus rankings, and I've been pretty down on this Seattle offense. Uh, you can attest to Aiden. No bias, though, not because I'm a Niner fan. Uh, he's got the wide receiver 21 usage, wide receiver 65 production over the past six weeks. That's not a typo. Wide receiver 65 production over the past six weeks. The usage has been there. It's even ticked up over the past two weeks. Uh, but DK's production has been borderline bizarre. Like last week, he has a 50-yard reception and then like nothing afterwards. Uh, there's hope, though. Washington's defense is is garbage. Uh, they have made every single move to make their defense worse. Uh, and I think this is a great get-right spot for Seattle and just offense in general in this game. I feel pretty bullish on the receivers on both sides. Uh, Seattle has a 26-point implied team total. If there was ever a week for positive regression for DK, it would be it. So and I didn't really want to rank him this high, but I was looking at these other guys around him, and I'm like, I don't really know what to do here. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious I, to know your thoughts on this tier, guys. I, I have DK a little lower, but still like top 11-ish, so it's, I'm not like that much lower. Uh, the thing is, I, I'm I'm praying, praying six foot, one hundred seventy pound Emmanuel Forbes is matched up on DK. <laughs> that would be the funniest, funniest <laughs> thing I I could imagine. Just like on six four, two hundred twenty something pound DK Metcalf or whatever he is, that would be literally like we saw AJ Brown daddy him. Like Emmanuel Forbes yeah. would be left in the dust. So. I'm uh, I'm optimistic on DK this week. I think this is a regression week. He's had like double digit target weeks where he didn't perform. So I think he's weird, due. bizarre. Aiden, your thoughts on this tier? Yeah, I think it's a good get right spot for that entire offense. Kind of one thing I was going to say. That defense is just so bad. Um, like I think Gino has a good week too. I think he finally bounces back. I think just an overall good performance from that offense. And then DJ, um, dude, like the guy's back, the clear number one in that offense. I know we kind of debated like. Maybe George Pickens kind of caught up, and it's just not really the case. He's averaging more than 10 targets over the last two weeks. Finally got back in the end zone and broke the streak. If we're lucky, it's kind of like, you know, the dam is broken, and those things really start to stack up week over week. So, again, it feels weird seeing some of these guys up here in the top 10. But to your point, like, without, you know, the Tyreeks, like the Tyreeks, the AJs, like, yeah. you know, they're all just kind of slided up, or like five uh, this week, so. No, I think this is a good tier. Um, I'm some getting really some. I'm getting here. some breaking news. Speaking of uh, DK Metcalf, woo, 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 woo. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a. a what? Line, but like, <laughs> I, I saw a tweet from Ben Glassmeyer NFL on Twitter. Make sure you'll follow him. Ben's a good guy. Really smart. Good at uh, football. Um, I will not believe Seahawks Reddit rumors. I will not believe Seahawks Reddit rumors. He, he repeats that. I asked question mark question mark question mark, and he sends me. Probably completely fake. I can't find the original post, but rumor that DK punched Gino. No. DK punched Gino. That's fake. That's got to be fake. It has to be because I know there's the past of like. Yes, uh, that's, that's, a that's a trap. That's a trap. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to believe it, obviously, for fantasy's sake, but I think it would be hilarious if Gino got punched again <laughs> and it was DK instead of a defensive player this time. Like, not that, not that I want people punched, but I think it would be funny. If it happened again, 
So um, that would be something. That would while, be something. And then, while and then we're they discussing, just play even better. Yeah. Imagine he goes off or like he, he only targets DK or he doesn't target him at all. I think that would be a funny narrative. Wow. If he socked Gino in the face, that would be I would as a again, no bias. As a 49er fan, no I bias. would have I would take no joy in uh Seattle dysfunction. Um Deontay Johnson, again, before we move on, <laughs> getting he punched George Pickens in the face with his performance. Uh DJ fifth in target rate, second in team yards share, and ninth in air yard share. Ninth in air yard share for a check down Charlie type receiver receiver receiver, receiver. Deontay um, Receiver Rice. Uh, <laughs> Rushy Rice. I can't say his name. Um, Rushiever. Rushiever. Um, okay. DJ though, I, if he is getting this many targets and he's also commanding a deeper A dot, we're off to the races with Deontay Johnson. Even though Kenny Pickett's garbage, I feel really confident about at least one receiver being able to vacuum up targets in that offense. Yeah. Uh, um. Next year, I have here. DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk, and Michael Pittman. Uh, I continue to be super high on Chris Godwin. I have got him nine spots ahead of expert consensus rankings. Wide receiver 12 usage, wide receiver 25 production over the past six weeks. He's another positive regression candidate. Uh, Mike Evans' role hasn't been that great, and his production hasn't been that great over the past six weeks, and that's what happens when you're kind of a feast or famine, deep shot receiver, and you got Baker Mayfield, who isn't super accurate on those passes. Uh, the Titans are currently surrendering the six most fantasy points per game to wide receivers this season. I like Godwin a ton to rebound this week. I've got him pretty close to Mike Evans. I think they should be a little bit closer. I think Mike Evans should continue to be ahead of him because he's always just such a big play waiting to happen. But Chris Godwin's really the big guy. And then Ayuk, I'm a little down on this week. It really has nothing to do with his role. It has everything to do with Debo coming back. Uh, I've got Debo six spots ahead of expert consensus rankings. Uh, and then Christian Kirk, too, big, big riser for me as well. I just think the Niners' secondary isn't that good, and he gets those layup targets. So any thoughts on this specific tier? I'm lower on Kirk because I think uh, this could be like an Ingram week, like Ingram ETN. Like maybe they try – I don't know what they're going to do with that one. But like, yeah, Ridley post-buy. It just or feels Ridley. weird. He has, he's, aver- he's averaging fewer than six targets per game over the past three weeks. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen with Kirk. Uh, the pass rush is much better for the uh, 49ers now with yeah. Chase Young there. And they're both coming off by, so like it could just be an ugly week. Probably. Um, I, I have no clue, honestly. I, I'm lower on Kirk, definitely. But otherwise, yeah, everything looks pretty good. I, I'm pretty much at where you're at. Aiden, I know you had some thoughts on Ayuk. Tell me a little bit about your... Th- uh, you said you were glazing him. Uh, explain <laughs> to the listeners at home what you meant Pause. by that. Yeah. I've been saying it since before the season started. I think we've seen it this year. Like he's just better than Debo. Um, he's at, he's out targeted him. He's out yarded him. He's scored more touchdowns than him. I just think he's just an all around better receiver. I liked Debo's role better before CMC, as I think they used him a lot more creatively on those like design touches out of the backfield, um, handoffs, jet sweeps. Whereas I think now, like if you're just looking at like wide receiver to wide receiver, um, Ayuk gets more targets. He's a better route runner. Um, the only kind of thing that's, I think, better for Debo this week is um, it's not a great uh, man-to-man matchup. The Jags are giving up four more yards against zone. So that is Debo, the kind of like zone breaker. But I like I, I would never put Debo ahead of Ayuk. Um, I just think he's that much better than him right now. And he's kind of just producing week to week. And who knows if Debo can play a full game. It's like the dude feels like he gets hurt like every other game too. So it's also something else to factor in. 
Uh, I, I have Debo ahead of Ayuk. I don't think that's... I don't want to say it's not close, but like when it comes down to like half PPR at least, I have Debo much higher typically because he's, he's more okay. of a touchdown threat. Um, yeah. yeah, so Debo, it, it's just weird with him and Ayuk. I feel like Ayuk has to do a lot more on fewer touches, whereas with Debo, at least yeah. he gets the rushes in there. Like He'll get like yeah. two or three. Also, yeah. So it's like if you want to talk like touches and like money touches too because they'll use Debo around the goal line too if they want. Um, yep. I'm de- I'm definitely gonna favor Debo when all is healthy. I think George Kittle is the guy who loses out if anything oh, yeah. because they're gonna ask him to block a lot more because the Jaguars are like you know they have some pretty decent pass rushers and like yep. you know Allen and Trayvon Walker at least they're big so um, I think Kittle's asked to block. Uh, you can Debo. I have him close so it's not really a like they're both like yeah. around wide receiver twenty ish. Um, Ayuk like is too, getting actually. better downfield targets. Yeah, he's he's got better downfield targets. Him and Purdy have a great rapport. Uh, the only issue is Christian McCaffrey just scores all the touchdowns, so it's really hard it's for these guys it's to hit their ceilings because he's just a black hole. He just takes all of all of the touchdowns. Um, the next tier that I have here again, we talked about Debo Samuel. I've got T Higgins wide receiver seventeen. I might take him completely off the board off his hamstring injury. Not ideal. Uh, wide receiver eighteen, Devonte Adams nineteen, Marquise Brown. Wide receiver 20, Terry McLaurin. Nico Collins, wide receiver 21. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver 22. So really deferring in this tier, I've got Marquise Brown six spots ahead of expert consensus rankings. Uh, I'm not super bullish on Kyler being a rock star for fantasy. I am bullish of him being more accurate than Josh Dobbs was to Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, wide receiver 15 usage, wide receiver 38 production over the past six weeks. He had really good rapport with Kyler last year before Kyler got hurt. Marquise Brown was a top 12 weekly play in PPR. So I feel good about Marquise Brown against an Atlanta secondary that's giving up 35 fantasy points per game over the past six, four weeks to wide receivers. And then Garrett Wilson. So he's the wide receiver two in usage, the wide receiver 22 in production. Uh, that that's that's mind numbing. And I that's it's insane that this is an improvement over last year with Zach Wilson. Um, I, I want to rake him higher, but given the low point total, the fact that the Raiders are in a run funnel, I just feel like I have to move him down the ranks. But that's really it for for this tier. Any thoughts, guys, uh, before we jump to the next one? Sounds about right. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I like Marquise a lot. Maybe not this week quite yet. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, yeah, he averaged over 18 points a game in those first six weeks last year with Kyler before getting hurt. So. It's not the best matchup. Atlanta's been pretty stingy to wide receivers. They're in the bottom, I think, third in terms of um, giving that up to wide receivers. So it might not be this week, but I also wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know he pops for 15 or 20 points with Kyler's return. So definitely someone to keep an eye on that we've kind of all been waiting for to you know reemerge to that 2022 early form. That'd be cool if he had a mini breakout. Um, I'm not holding my breath, but... And this also makes me a little nervous for Jefferson. I mean, Jefferson's going to be a better receiver than Marquise Brown, but Josh Dobbs can only throw to tight ends, uh, which is uh, concerning. Um, but it, it, I don't understand. I mean, like, Jesus Christ. He targeted TJ Hawkinson 37% of the times in that game. Um, okay, so moving on to the next tier wide receivers here. I've got Drake London, wide receiver 23. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 24. DJ Moore, wide receiver 25. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver 26. Jordan Addison, wide receiver 27. Tank Dell, wide receiver 28. So 
I've got Drake London way above expert consensus rankings. He's on track to play, and that's really why I'm ahead of him. But I like this matchup against Arizona this week. Wide receiver 24 usage, wide receiver 20 production over the past six weeks. Hasn't scoring a ton of touchdowns, but he's gotten peppered with targets. I feel good about Heineke as an upgrade over, um, I already forgot his name. That's amazing. Desmond Ritter. Fantastic. I was like, I could have just flushed that name out of my head forever. Uh, I guess the name, it. yeah, just forever, please. Him and Tyler Tyson Bajan. Okay, the guy that I have down six spots, and it breaks my heart because I love him, but it's it's DJ Moore. Even though it's a revenge week for DJ Moore against Carolina, and I love revenge, I, it's just I, it's hard for me to get super excited about DJ Moore's um, ceiling with T-Bag. It's just until Fields comes back, it takes away all these deep shots, and you know Moore's going to get his like five to seven targets, but he's been getting like 40, 50 yards on him. It's just he needs the big plays to hit home. That's just not happening with T-Bag. So that's why I've got him lower than consensus. Any thoughts on DJ Moore or anyone else in this tier? <laughs> I just said F it. I have Moore at wide receiver five. Oh, my God. You've got I'm, him. I'm, I'm by both yeah, corners. Are and out Brian, and Bur- Brian, Brian Burns. Burns is out. Corners are out. I think, you know, they, he's kind of like locked in on Cole Komet. But I think this is the week like, hey, Cole Komet, go block. We're going to get more open. I think so. I think with the corners out and Brian Burns, like you said, like yeah, I think wow. he could go crazy this week. Yeah, Bajan's averaged two twenty six yards over the past two weeks. He has a sixty seven percent completion percentage, so he's at least more accurate. The uh, the, the per target value is much lower uh, compared to Fields because Fields is just like a monster on deep shots and whatnot. But like, I think they're gonna pepper more. I think this is gonna be the like, hey, f you, Carolina. This is how you're supposed to use DJ Moore, and he'll go for like eighteen points or some shit. So. I have him pretty high. I have him right, right around Adam Thielen because I'm like, what's the difference? It's the same like player right now. And Thielen, at least, I mean, they both have easy matchups. So, Wow, I yeah. love that. I love that. I like DJ this week at time. What is yeah, it? Like I zagged. Yeah. I zagged. I didn't look at the bull case. And the bull case is way more fun than me ranking it DJ is. Moore at, at Dude, like, it, It's a <laughs> shitty week. It's like everybody, it's like well, I have Terry McLaurin at like 12. It's like, I don't want that. And I don't want uh, half these wide receivers in my top 20. But yeah, DJ Moore, we've seen him go off. And on a Thursday, too. It's another uh, Thursday night for DJ Moore. So let's get uh, let's get that 50-point performance back on the table. Obviously, I'll take 15. But, you know, it is what it is. Another guy in this tier, and you mentioned Christian Kirk being lower on him. Calvin Ridley, though, Kev and Aiden... Um, uh, Mooney Ward has not been good. Charverius Ward has really struggled over the past three weeks. They've been asking him to play a lot more man coverage. Maybe they go back to zone and he starts to shine and look better. Him on an island against Calvin Ridley seems like a recipe for a nice Calvin Ridley game. I'll I'll leave it at that based off of how he's played over the past two to three weeks. So I like Calvin Ridley as a spike week opportunity guy. Uh, yeah, I, I think the big thing with Ridley versus Kirk is press man coverage. So like teams that play a higher amount of press man have benefited Kirk because Ridley struggled against it. Whereas, you know, you know Kirk coming out of the slot, he's not really dealing with that as much. Uh, I, I still think Ridley's better. So yeah. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna have them like back to back in my rankings. It just feels like they're both in that low end wide receiver two range. If both hit like 10 half PPR points, I think that's pretty fair. Um, it'll be weird. And again, this matchup's probably going to be more favorable to like Ingram or some shit. So it, I have no idea. It, it doesn't feel like too good for the wide receivers. Kirk gets the layup targets. It's just hard to bank on those deep shot feast or famine routes that like Gabe Davis has to hit. It's just, it's a tough way to live. Um, yeah. 
next tier wide receivers here and uh i've got amari cooper wide receiver 29 Jahan dotson wide receiver 30 Cortland sutton 31 zay flowers 32 jacoby myers 33 george pickens 34 um zay flowers hasn't been very good the past like six weeks uh a lot of people keep ranking him as a mid-tier wide receiver two. Uh, he's more of been a low-end wide receiver three. Uh, I think this offense is very hit or miss. We see Gus Edwards kind of just soak up all the points sometimes. But if Zay Flowers isn't really getting schemed up touches, he's not really excelling downfield yet. I, it's just hard to get super excited. Like OBJ is playing super well. Um, recently for the past two weeks in this offense. I know a lot of it occurred in garbage time last week, but I just wanted to call that out with Zay Flowers. A lot of people have been really excited, but I don't know. I'm a little reticent about him right now. And then Jahan Dotson, wide receiver. I've got him wide receiver 32 heads, uh, two spots ahead of expert consensus rankings. He's been the wide receiver four over the past couple weeks. I like this matchup in a shootout. So thoughts on this tier, guys? I, I, I'm higher on Dotson, I guess, and okay. I don't love Dotson, but again, it's, it's with the the matchups this week overall and not have like a lot of buys and a lot of good receivers are out, but yeah, I have around wide receiver 23 just ahead of Tyler Lockett um, behind Amari Cooper though, because I think Cooper's going to have to eat in a matchup. They're going to be down, but uh, yeah, back to Dotson, you know, he's, he's pretty good at scoring touchdowns somehow, even though he's not good at getting yards typically, which is weird, but um, matchup, they're going to have to throw. I think this is a shootout. I think, uh, you know, there's not really much weather concern. Sam Howell, again, second in, the NFL and pass yards, even though he's like, he only has like seven yards per attempt. But if you're going to throw that much, I want the wide receivers starting in my lineup, unless Curtis Samuel plays, then I'll be lower on Dotson. The first, what, six, seven weeks of the year with like Curtis Samuel healthy were just beyond frustrating. And now he looks like everything we had hoped for in the sophomore year breakout. So yeah, he's scored in back-to-back games. I think it, what, like 15 and 20 points respectively in the last two. And Sam Allen's going to throw the ball 40 more times this week. So yeah, gimme gimme Dotson. Um, he's absolutely in lineups this week, especially with some of these buys and injuries. Last tier guys here, ten of them. I think there's a tier break, but I don't know. It's just kind of fuck it. Hope and pray. Uh thirty five Gabe Davis, thirty six Jerry Judy, thirty seven Christian Watson, thirty eight Pop Douglas, thirty nine Romeo Dobbs, forty JSN, forty one Rashid Shahid, forty two Michael Thomas, forty three Noah Brown, forty four our Lord and Savior, Quentin Johnston, 45, Wandale Robinson, and 46, Juju Smith-Schuster. Out of those 10, pick one. Who's your favorite of the bunch? I guess Judy. He's been a lot better I'm over probably, the past two games. Yeah, he's been better you know, before the bye. I'm probably going JSN. Um, kind of like what I've seen out of him recently. Nice, cushy matchup against Washington. Maybe they finally use him you know, consistently with a you know higher eight out of one yard. Um, so, yeah, give me JSN. Yeah, I, I just look at Judy. I, I see, obviously, the matchup they're going to have to throw against Buffalo. Um, their cornerbacks have not been good since they lost Trey White. I know they traded for, like, Rasul Douglas, but I think Rasul's the bigger cornerback. He's going to be on uh, Cortland Sutton, so I might be a little lower on Sutton this week. Uh, he's been kind of whatever in the past few games. Um, he's been saved by touchdowns, if anything. And Judy, 114 yards, I believe. Yeah, on 11 targets over the past two weeks, and he has a touchdown. Uh, they've been trying to, like, you know, scheme him more into the game plan and he's been fantastic and they didn't trade him. So I guess they're going to have to use him. and they seem like they're trying, which is, I mean, they're three and five. Um, they're not going to win the division, but I mean like what Pittsburgh's in a playoff spot right now, I don't think it's crazy for them to like sneak into a wild card. 
I like that sneaky Broncos. If I had to pick one, I'm never. I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna be on brand. Don't say I'm it. going down with the ship. Give me Christian Watson this week do, against you don't have Pittsburgh. To keep doing this, dude. <laughs> he's he's positive regression. He's the wide receiver sixty two. He should be the wide receiver forty two. All right, guys. So, um, uh, give me a big play. Come on, one of these has to hit, right? Right. Yeah. If he stays healthy, if he stays on the field, yeah, he could have like eighty yards, maybe. So I don't <laughs> think it's crazy. Down so bad on Watson. <laughs> That's like this. I've got two Watson skeptics. I've got two Watson skeptics. I'm just going for you the drafted upside. Chase Claypool 2.0. I'm you going. Drafted... For, I, give me upside, Kev. Six round upside. It's fine. Quentin jo- go get Quentin Johnston. He's been decent over the past three weeks in terms of like target earning and yards. So like, I've got both Watson, of them I'd on play... the same team. Unfortunately, I would play. <laughs> I think I would play Quentin Johnston over Christian Watson this week. I mean, well, he's got a better quarterback, at least. It's just a prayer. A I mean, Jordan loves just to close your eyes and pray. Have these deep, and LaFleur has, is like these, they throw the ball 20 times a game and he gets all these guys four targets per game. And then Jordan Love hits 50% of his passes. It's just a recipe for disaster for fantasy. It's just a nightmare. QJ uh, played like 90% of the snaps he did. this past game. So in a rough like, matchup. In a rough matchup, and too. They didn't, like, they didn't throw the ball that much. And when they did, they went to like Keenan Allen for him to break the record. So like, and he got the record. He got 10 K yeah. and I think it's, I think it's a QJ week. I don't know what a QJ week is. It could be like five yards. for f- five for 50. Yeah, Give, me say, yeah, like yards, Give me the Michael dude, Thomas. Give me the Michael Thomas. If awesome. he finds, if he finds Pater, that's money right there. I, I, it is. I'm going to call it 14 fantasy points out of QJ this week. Wow. Wow. That'd be great. That'd be nice. It would Let's be official. We'd be Barack. We'd be Barack. They did a little end around to him. They did an end around to him. That was cool. Yeah. yeah, let's get him in space, man. And like, not just like a, all the like Jets defenders house. were like in the in the backfield already. It was like, how bad is the blocking here? <laughs> uh, but that's it for wide receivers. Wide receivers, running backs. We did it with Kev, the man, the myth. Kev, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you, Aiden. Enjoy the Bears and Panthers game. Enjoy Teabag live in person. In Chicago, I can't it's, it's it. going to be I amazing. Are you going to wear your Mitch or your Justin Fields jersey to the game? I haven't decided yet. Got to go, Mitch. I have not decided. Go. Fields I isn't playing. Decided yet? Yeah. You got to go, Mitch. It's Thursday for, night. Yeah. Ten, ten got himself at the house that Mitch built. Yeah. For the lulls.